Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Lopez wants it away. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run! Mike Piazza and the Mets lead. Gentlemen, Mets fans of all ages, here is your host, Nick Durst. Hello, Mets fans. Nick Durst here. Welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Mets right here on the Believe Podcast Network. And what can we talk about except more Mets misery it just goes on and on here after that trade deadline. They did all they can to lose games. They won four in a row until they lost against the Cardinals on Sunday. And all these Mets rumors, they just keep spinning and spinning and spinning. And to me, I don't know what to believe anymore. I was so disgusted. I and mean, the Mets kind of just said, we're going to punt on 2024. Then you hear these reports that maybe they're not doing that. Maybe they just said that. And, they're going to go after Yamamoto to be the starter, or maybe Cohen will be so tempted to spend money and they'll go after Otani. Here's the bottom line. If you look at this pitching rotation, they have Sanga for next season. They have Quintana. We know his health issues right now. He missed half this year. Beyond that, you don't have much. So you need to get three starting pitchers. And I don't know who they're going to get if they're not going to spend money because Blake Snell's a free agent. Nola's a free agent. He has a bad ERA this year, though, four and a half. They need to spend some money to get some stars because the guys they have just will not cut it if they do truly want to compete next year. Joining me now to break down what's going on with the Mets, I'm going to welcome in at this time our special guest today from the New York Post. Welcome to the show, the one and only Dexter Henry. Dexter, how are you doing? They're doing great. I'm doing better than Mets and most Mets fans, uh, including myself. I grew up a Mets fan, doing, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Nick. I'm all right. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. What was your takeaway from what went down around the trade deadline? You know what? I honestly was someone who was fine with what the Mets did. Um, now, that doesn't mean I don't find it disappointing, right? It is disappointing for the Mets fans. Look, you had so much hope, so much promise going to last season after this season, excuse me, after 101 win season last year. Um, so there's a lot of promise for the Mets fans. You get Verlander and Scherzer at the top of your rotation. I did have some concerns about signing Verlander and banking on two older pitchers at the top of the rotation. I did have some concerns about that. Uh, obviously those guys did not pitch, particularly Scherzer did not pitch up to their contract. And that was disappointing, but I actually think the Mets did something, especially with this new ownership of Steve Cohen, who's been now in year three. I think they did something that makes a lot of sense. At some point in any business, and sports is a business, and the Mets are a business, you have to identify when a sunk cost is a sunk cost. And I think they did identify that and said, look, this isn't probably going to get any better. This is what it is. We need to rebuild our farm system. Let's sell off the assets we have for whatever value we can get. And, and do this. And I think the Mets put themselves in a better position for, and I'll say this, for next year and beyond. I actually don't think the Mets are that far off as some people may think. Yes, you mentioned at the top of the show, they're going to need to add some pitching. They don't really have anything past Senga and Quintana. You're right about that. 
but I I don't buy. I'm going to say this so straight up. We can get into this later. I don't buy that they're not going to spend any money at all this offseason. I, I don't see them just standing pat. I think they're going to try to feel the competitive team. It might not be a World Series championship winning team, but I think they will field at least a playoff competitive team. I think that's a possibility. Some other team is going to fight for the wild card. I think we'll see that. I don't think, I think they're going to not go all in on the spending, but I think they're going to incrementally try to do it. And I actually think it's the right move. This team needed youth. Nick, they need to get younger. We saw some of the baby Mets come up this year. I think that was a good move. They need to get younger in the pitching rotation, which is, I think they're going to be very cautious about how they spend the money going forward. But for me overall, I was fine with what they did at the trade deadline. Disappointed? Yes. Do I think it's the right move long-term for the future? Absolutely, I do. I need to see what they do in the offseason before I can judge before this trade deadline because I need yeah. to know that they're going for it next year because I think the goal of every franchise, really, especially the Mets with their financial backing, should be win now, win later. There should be rebuilt here. If you could go for it, go for it. And I think you got that really starts here with Pete Alonzo. They need to extend him this offseason, Dexter. And I, mm-hmm. we're in New York, both of us. We're hearing all this nonsense this week that Alonzo is bare for the clubhouse culture. To me, that's baloney. That's garbage. Alonzo is the Mets culture. He, to me, is the captain of this team. I know people say Lindor is the leader. Sure, Lindor has got great leadership qualities, but Alonzo, he's homegrown. He's the best offensive Met of all time. If they extend him, he's going to have all the records, the most home runs, the most doubles, the most RBI. He's there no matter what after every game, speaking to the media. And to hear this, these rumors coming out that Alonzo is a problem in the clubhouse, it's sickening to me. And to hear that they tried to maybe trade him at the deadline made me really upset because the Mets barely ever have a homegrown Met that is there their, their whole career. They had Kingman back in the day. They had David Wright, and that's it. We thought we were going to have Jacob DeGrom yeah. going to the Hall of Fame. No, he's gone. Noah Syndergaard, Steven Matz, the list goes on. Jose Reyes, they let him walk. Pete Alonzo, Dexter, sign him now. Sign, and if he's not a Met for the next 10 years, it's a big, problem. It's a big reset I, for the Mets. I, I, here's the thing on that, right? So a lot of these Alonzo rumors, Nick, first of all, I don't, I don't think they're true. When, when, when you talk to some people who are around the team, uh, who cover the team, I, I obviously in, in what I do and where I work, I get to talk to some of those people. You, you hear the opposite about Pete Alonso. You hear nothing that he's a great guy for the clubhouse. Uh, the teammates love him. I, I've heard nothing but the opposite of what some of those rumors that have been out there. So I want to say that. Two, I, I agree with you that the Mets need to extend Pete Alonso. Some people out there, and I'm sure there's some Mets fans listening to this podcast, are going to say, hey, you know what? He's a guy that hits a lot of home runs. He's a slugger. He doesn't hit for a high average. You know, and I think he he actually was hitting well this year before the uh, wrist injury when he got right, hit in that game. Hit by the pitch. Yeah, and then his, you saw his numbers definitely dip, and I think a lot of that happened because he came back too soon. I'm no doctor, but I yeah. think he did probably rush that back right a bit, Nick. But I think the thing is, I thought they should have extended him last offseason, if I'm being completely honest Absolutely. with you, right? Like, I thought this is a guy, he's one of the faces of the team. Now, if I'm a Mets fan, I understand why the Mets fan and what you're saying is a little bit bothered if you're if it's true that they did try to shop him at the deadline. I, I think the Mets probably were looking at how can we restock our farm system. And let's be honest, if they were going to trade anybody that would bring them the biggest return, at the deadline, it would have definitely been Pete Alonso. They could have got a t- bunch of top prospects for him. 
So I understand why they probably had to kick those tires. I also understand why the Met fan is like, no, I think a lot of people feel like you, Nick. We have a homegrown guy here, face of the franchise. He's going to break all the offensive records, right? Look at what he's done in his first four, you know, four plus years. It, it's 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 crazy. And I think Alonso's a hard worker guy who comes in. He wants to win. He cares. I think that's another big thing people need to put a, a huge emphasis on around their teams. When guys who are homegrown and they give a damn, they actually care. I think that matters. I think he cares. I think he wants his organization to get better. I think he has a good relationship with, with the Coens. And uh, I think I think he's – I don't think Alonso's going anywhere personally. I don't think so. Um, I understand, like I said, why they kick the tires there and have to see what you can get because you got to. That's just business. But I don't think he's seriously going anywhere. They need to lock him up this offseason. Him and Lindor, the future cornerstone – offensive pieces of going forward. I'm fine with that. I think any Mets fan should be fine with that. They just got to rebuild the pitching. I think I don't think the Mets are that far off. I keep saying that. It's really about the pitching and what you said at the top of the show. Alonzo, every time he speaks, you can feel that intense desire for him that he wants to win. And that's what I want from players and a team that I root for. Pete Alonzo, if you get rid of him or you don't extend him, how do you replace those power numbers? He's second in the league in home runs and second in the league in RBI behind Matt Olson. And Pete Alonso missed two and a half weeks with an injury. So if he wasn't hurt, he would be on pace for 60 home runs at 140 RBI. Fell off to settle for, we'll say, 50 home runs and 120 RBI, which is a damn good season. And it's going to be better than 98% of the league offensively. So get it done. And I don't care if it's Billy Epler in the offseason or if it's David Stearns who comes in as running the team, or if it's Steve Cohen directly, you need to get this contract extension done because you never want to risk it letting a player of this caliber go to the open market. Look what just happened with Jacob DeGrom mm -hmm. and the Texas Rangers. I understand it looks good now they didn't sign him, but this is a, this is a scenario that could happen. There could be a team that wants to be in the up and up and is going to offer Pete Alonso this crazy deal. I do think that he's going to set the record here for our first baseman rec uh, contract. Oh, I think I think he will too. And listen, I, you're right. I think there's a lot of teams that would love to have Pete Alonso. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, I just want to say something real quickly. You mentioned about players before that the Mets haven't had or they let go. And, you know, I was a big Jose Reyes fan yeah. uh, gr gr growing up. And he and offered him a contract and he goes that, to the that, that That hurt me, man. You know, that hurt me. That was that was my guy. I love seeing him and David Wright on the left side of the infield. And, you know, he was – I want to – I bring up Reyes because I thought Reyes was also along with Wright. I thought they were guys that cared. I thought they were guys that cared. I thought they were guys that wanted to win here really badly. Uh, they showed a lot of passion um, with, with, within the team. And I think that definitely connected with a lot of fans. You know, Jose Reyes is back for old timers. They fans are still cheering that man. You know how all the fans feel about David Wright. Uh so, you know, I think Mets fans love those guys. And I think Pete has already in, endeared himself to a lot of Mets fans in his short career. Um, and I, there's no reason he shouldn't be a Met for a long ways to go. I still don't think he's uh, peaked as a player, which is crazy with all the home runs he's hit. I still don't think he's had his best season. I think there's better ahead of him. I think he can hit for a higher average. I think he's motivated to do so. Um, I, but I, I, got, I don't know anything on this, but I think Steve Cohen and, and the team, they, they, they get this done. I think they lock Pete up this offseason. I do. Let's hope. So that's one side of the, the the corners there that would be taken care of. We know Alonzo. The question now is going to be, what are the Mets going to do at third base moving forward here? Mm. Brett Beatty struggled immensely this year in the majors. Offensively, 
And defensively, he's back in AAA. Mark Vientos, he struggled offensively when he gets opportunities and defensively. Neither of them look too great defensively. So maybe the answer is Ronnie Mauricio. Or maybe it's one of these other seven shortstop prospects they have in the minors moving forward here. Acuna, maybe they move him to, to shortstop. They got Joe Williams. They got all these. They, I think they acquired four shortstops at the trade deadline. So maybe Sony was third base. Ultimately, with all these this movement, these prospects here, you're going to have to move them for a pitcher because the Mets have no pitching. And you have to, if you have seven shortstops, they can't all play shortstop. So to me, I think I want to see them give Rodney Mauricio a shot next year at third base. And he played in the Dominican Winter League. All reports were that he was good defensively. He was the Dominican Winter League MVP. Can he hit in the majors? We don't know. We're not, I don't think we're going to see him this year. They're not going to call him up. They want to save him for next year because they want to save his trade value in the offseason because now the trade value of Vientos and Beatty is diminished because they haven't hit in the majors. And they also want to save him to save that arbitration eligibility another year. So I'll ask you this, Dexter. Mets third base next year. Do you think it's going to be Brett Beatty, Mark Fientos? Again, it's going to be Ronnie Mauricio, or could it be somebody else? Could they go and sign a Matt Chapman or somebody? What do you think they're going to do at third base? Because I think third base is going to be key for the Mets' success moving forward. I do agree it'll be key for the success moving forward. And it's a position in their lineup they clearly have to address, right? Um, they tried to they tried to do it. Uh, this, this offseason, obviously, is a trade that didn't work out. That was disappointing for a lot of Mets fans. If you, if I had to guess, I have a feeling, and I think a lot of what I say on this answer will depend on Beatty coming back up in September and what we see from him there. I think that's going to be huge. This is huge for Beatty. Um, look, I think the Mets did the right thing when they brought him up. He got you could say it's pretty much an extended look. They moved off of Escobar, which was, I think, the right move also at the time. I don't like to – We got when I while I say we got an extended look, I don't like to throw uh, the dirt on young players. I think sometimes they're still figuring things out, the pressure of the major leagues. Um, I think, But I do think if Beatty's back up in September, I think he will be. Uh, this, will, this will be huge for him to show what he's got. Um, he's got to make the most of it. He's got to show the maturity and discipline at the plate. He's got to be better in the field. And I think if he does that, he'll go into spring into the spring with a chance to start next year. I have a feeling the Mets might not spend. I think if the Mets spend this offseason, it's probably likely going to be on pitching. How much of that, I'm not sure either. But then it depends on how the organization feels, Nick, right? Because if the organization, if we come out of September, we're still like, I don't know about Beatty. An organization's not hiring him. It wouldn't surprise me if they pivot to someone like a Chapman um, and try to get him in at third. It wouldn't shock me. It would, that wouldn't shock me at all uh, what, what, whatsoever. I don't know how much long-term they want to commit to that position. If it was up to me, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, it's another position they need to go younger at. They need to get uh, – Mauricio's got to come up, man. Like, let's, let's, just, let's just call what it is. Mauricio, the, yeah, I think you're right that he doesn't come up. That he's not coming up in September. For all the reasons that you mentioned, right? If particularly, we were to call him up, he would have been up in May or June yeah. when they need him. Yeah, when they really needed him. And then now, if you, I mean, hell, I look personally, it was me running the show, and you're not trying to get the extra year arbitration, all this stuff, which I kind of hate because it prevents players from actually getting to create yeah. as quick as they could. So I hate that from a player standpoint and for the fans because it's like, yeah, we want to see this kid. Let's see what he's got. We're not playing for much right now, though. There's seven games out of the final wild card spot. Let's see what he has and bring him up there. 
and see. So I, I think it probably should be Mauricio because everything you hear about Mauricio is he can hit. Uh, you talked about him playing in the American Winter League. They said the defense was good there. So why not throw him at the hot corner and see what you got? I mean, at this point, as a Mets fan, as a Mets fan or the Mets, why are you not just trying everything to see what you got? You need to have more information. I think the more information you can have before you head into anything, as you do in life, and particularly going into the offseason, is good. So get more information. Yes, it might be a small sample size for Mauricio, but get his feet wet. But I get it. They're, they don't want to give up that extra year of eligibility and you know for arbitration, and I understand all that. But um, if, if I had to bet on it, Nick, I, I think Brady – at minimum, has a shot to start to the start of next year. I think they will. I think the Mets are going to – they were high. you got to think about where we were talking about this kid a year ago. They were high on this kid. Um, he probably needs more of a shot. Maybe he needs another winter in the offseason. I think they're going to give him that and at least give him the chance to start next year. No matter how you slice it or dice it, the Mets are going to need two, at least one, but probably two new offensive starters. They're going to need – a left fielder, or maybe they're going to need a third baseman or a second baseman. So maybe McNeil's moving to the outfield, but there's going to be an opening there because he traded Canna, he got rid of Fam, so somebody's got to have to play. And if my thought process is you want to give Brady a shot, that's fine. You already you've seen he's not good defensively at third, so you've heard rumors in the offseason last year he was going to play left field because they were getting Correa. So why not try go to spring training, try Beatty left, put Mauricio at third base. Mauricio, he's going to probably be back in the Dominican Winter League. Let him play third base. You can watch him there. But eventually, Mauricio is going to get some serious wear and tear because he's going – he played Dominican Winter yeah. League. He played this full season, and he's going back to the Dominican Winter League. He might be rusty – or not rusty, but he might be really tired come spring training next year. So we'll see. A lot of open. There's going to be openings. And like I've been saying and you've been saying, they got to have to spend because there's holes. And yeah. there's nobody in the minors that is ready to call up right now. Maybe – Later next year, you could see Acuna. He hasn't done too well in Double A right now for Binghamton Room Ponies. Maybe you see Gilbert at some point. But there's openings, and I don't think they're going to be filling them from within. And you cannot go into next season as the Mets banking on Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos to both be an impact bat on your opening day lineup. So you need no, to do something there. And I like your I like your point. I didn't even think about putting Beatty in left, which I don't think is crazy, right? And it might. Maybe he's a little bit more comfortable there. Maybe that works out. Leave McNeil at second. Put Mauricio at third. I don't mind that. I actually think that's – I wonder if they'll try to get him some reps in spring in the spring next year or have him play some winter ball. I, I, there's a lot of options. There's some options there. I wouldn't mind that option. At all. Right. Listen, why, why not call Brett Beatty back up and put him in left field right now? I mean, yeah, well, th- there you go, right? Just get some information. That's the, that's the point I'm making. Listen, if Tom Smith could play left field in the majors for three years. I think Brett Beatty can. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I think so. So speaking of, like, returns to the majors, Edwin Diaz, he's apparently pushing. He wants to come back this year. Starling Marte, he's been out all year. I think they should shut these guys down. I don't want to see them play this year. Let them get healthy for next year. Unless all of a sudden they go in some crazy run and they're, like, two games out of it. Why do we need to see Edwin Diaz come back and maybe get hurt again? I understand that maybe it's a confidence builder it's going to the following season, but it's pointless. And the same thing with Marte here. I understand he wants to play. He's a competitor. He's But he's, he's here for two, three more years under his contract. He's getting older. Let's just let him rest, and hopefully these guys come back safely and healthy next year. What are your thoughts on this to return? Could not agree with you more. First up, Edwin Diaz. We don't need to see him 
not because we don't want to see him. We love Edwin Diaz. We love the trumpets, everything. You know, we, 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 we love it. But don't play with that injury. Just let him rest. We'll see you in the spring. Thank you for everything. We love you. Want to come back. I'm not worried that Edwin Diaz will. I think he'll return and I think he'll be fine. I'm not really worried about him. I am worried about him coming back too soon. I really don't like ever pushing athletes back too soon. So do it. Same to Mr. Marte. Who Mr. Mr. Marte loved what you did last year. Thought you were one of the best, most consistent. You were the most consistent hitter on the Mets last year. Uh, really good leader. I think a lot of the guys respect Marte. And I know he wants to come back with the work ethic. But I think he needs to just shut it down as well to come back next year. Because I don't. I think Marte, Marte hasn't had a good year. But I don't think Marte's done. Um, I, I, I think he can still come back next year and, and contribute. I know he's getting older. I believe he'll be 35 next year. Um, I, I know he's getting older, which is also more the reason why I'm like, yo, just take it easy, man, and like get your body ready for spring training next year. So I think with both those guys, you know, sit out. I could see if the Mets somehow, and I'm giving you hope, Mets fans, you got to believe, right? I could see if they get within, let's say, 10, 14 days from now, they're within three games of the final wildcard spot. And maybe Marte, not Diaz. Just want to be clear. You want to bring back a Marte. I could see that and, you know, fine. But I also would say maybe at that time, if they're doing that, that would mean they're probably hitting a lot better. Maybe you brought somebody up like Beatty and he's playing left field and hitting. I would just say don't mess with the chemistry. Just leave them and let those guys play and see what they can do. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, Nick, I'm with you. and We're on the same page here. Do not bring these guys back. Do not rush these guys back for what this season. It's it's a wrap. If you make a run sometime magically and get to the playoffs, great and enjoy that. And I think it's good for like the young guys in the core, but don't push any guys back coming back from injury quicker than you need to. Don't do that. Yeah. Right now, you know, I want to see these guys be healthy for next year. I want to see them try to compete next year. I want the season to end. I've seen enough of Abraham Almonte, Danny Mendick, Rafael Ortega, Ruse. I mean, I don't know where these guys came from, but they're just terrible. La Castro, he has one hit on the season. He gets his first hit. They move up to the second in the line. I, this is just like unbelievable. I can't. This is. This, I can't remember a season like this. This they always gave me hope. They were so bad for certain seasons, from like the 2009 stretch through 13. But I never yeah. felt like they were totally out of it. And this team, they, it's, just, it's just done. You could see they're trying to lose. Not The players on the field aren't trying to lose, but the organization is like, let's try to get in the, the draft lottery. We'll get the first pick or something. Right. These guys, Dexter, I, these, these, these I don't players, know who half of them are either. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. The, the only thing I'll say is like, and, and I was talking with uh, somebody yesterday about this with the Mets, and it's like, yeah, I mean, they've been playing well, but we also have to keep in mind they played the Cardinals this past weekend. They're not so great either, um, but they, they're usually an organization that gets things right, so I'm sure they'll right the ship there. But, yeah, a lot of these, it's, tough, it's tough for the Mets fan. It's really – if you're a Mets fan going to the ballpark now, you're going because you love seeing Alonzo, you love seeing Lindor, you know, maybe you want to see a little Alvarez. I, I, I get that. But you're going for other people. I, I probably will be uh, at City Field on Saturday – to see the Mets play the Angels, you know why I'm going? Because I want to see Otani. That's why I'm going, right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even going for the team that I root for. I'm going because I want to see Otani. Um, this season is is tough. I, I think all you can root for at this point, Nick, is you want to see some young guys if they get opportunities, you know, to play well. I think that's what you're rooting for. 
young guys that you know are going to be part of the future. I just want to be clear. Not well, not so some maybe, other guy. Maybe, maybe DJ Stewart is going to be the uh, the future left fielder. The guy can't maybe play he's, defense, but he's hitting a little. He's been, he can't play defense, but he's smacking home runs, right? So, I yeah, it, it's tough for the Met fan right now, and I I think. I just want to kind of bring it back to something you said in the beginning because I think what I hear you saying, Nick, and I think what a lot of Mets fans feel like going forward is, and it's this is why I gave Cohen some credit when they tore it down at the deadline. He at least somewhat, not fully transparent and fully clear, he at least said what the plan was to some degree for this year. I don't think we truly know, and you talked about that with the rumors, what the plan is for 2024 and 2025 and beyond. I lean to, I think the Mets might have been pulling a little bit of smoke there about the fact that they're not trying to be competitive in 2024. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't buy that. I think they said what they had to say to get that done. I, I have no information on that, so don't aggregate me, but I think that's just my gut feeling on that. Um, but I think as you, as a Mets fan, hears maybe a little bit more into this offseason, what the plan is and look at what the Mets are trying to do or who they might be in, in on. Like if they're in a Yamamoto, I think that's I personally yeah. think that's a fant- I think that's a fantastic move. Uh Absolutely. if they do that. I think if they do that. Uh you already hit with Senga, uh, who's been fantastic. And I yeah, think he's, been, a fantastic he's move. been sensational, Senga. He's the sensational center. And I, yep. I think he should be the rookie of the year. I agree with you. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic. He and then you have to look at it when those guys were traded, Scherzer and Verlander. He's been really good in the last month, stepping up. He's had some extreme, really quality starts um, through July and, and most of August. So he's been really good. And you have to start wondering, is, does he have ace potential? You know, I think a lot of people were coming into the league looked at him as he could top out as being a two. Right. But now you got legit questions. It's like, can he be an ace? And a lot of that will be answered next year when you see what's it like in his sophomore season as the league has seen him once. Uh, and he starts going through and facing teams again for the second year in a row. What does he add to his arsenal? How used to is is he? How used is he to pitching multiple times a week where he didn't do that? Um, you know, over Far East. So I, I think there are things to get adjusted to. But I think to what I think we're pros going to say. Seng has been sensational. You have a young pitcher in your rotation who you think can be very good. Let's say he even tops out at a number two for the next five, four to five years. That's fantastic. It's now, been a, can you, it's been a bargain so far. Bargain. Oh, yeah. It's the best money they spent this offseason. Hands down, right? It's the best yeah. money they spent this offseason. Now it's like, can you add other young arms with that? Senga's been so good. I like that signing. I liked when they were in on it from last offseason. He's been better than I expected. You you were coming in here just saying, hey, you just got to be a three. And now he's shown you that, you know, he can get out. Even when the fourth ball goes fourth ball is not he working. He was an all-star this year. Who's an also yeah? So I is unhittable. Third Met in the history of the franchise to strike out 150 in his first season. Dwight Gooden and Noah Syndergaard, the other two. And listen, I think you got him, but he's going to be the ace. Sign Yamamoto. Yamamoto is going to have the same issue where he can only pitch once a week. So you might as well get get Otani, get three Japanese pitchers. They all used to once a week go to the six man rotation, and you're back in it. There you go. And you know what? You know what I like about that plan, Nick. I think we do. I think we sometimes don't talk about this enough in sports. Hey, you got Senga in here, right? And I think in baseball, you have to start looking way more internationally for talent than you ever have before, right? You've got so we've got so many players from uh, Latin America and the Caribbean that are coming. You know, Japanese players. Now we've seen more Japanese players flourish here 
in the Major League Baseball, the best player in baseball is Japanese, and Shohei Otani, who I know Mets fans would like to get to. Uh, why not use that connection, right, right. of uh, getting, getting these Japanese guys together that might want to play with each other and use that as a selling point. Hey, we're going to get y- Yamamoto. I don't know how tight those guys are, but I think we don't think enough of the fact that for guys coming from other cultures, it's an adjustment playing in America. And when there is some familiarity, when you, you know. yeah, when you got somebody, you know, some somebody that you share the same culture, it, it breeds some familiarity in the clubhouse. It's good for the clubhouse. Diversity is good for the clubhouse. Um, in general, overall, we have guys from all different backgrounds. But people like having their you know little community where they can feel safe, and I think the Mets should probably try to use that as a selling point this offseason. If you listen, if they could bring in Yamamoto and they bring in uh, Otani, well, I mean, that, okay. I don't even know. That's a good rotation even, right there. That's a fantastic offseason. We can dream though. We can. Otani's going to cost a lot of money. Also. I think Yamamoto. I got to say, lock it in. Yamamoto is going to be a Met in 2024. There you go. Going to use that Senga connection. Epler has. Great roots scouting-wise in Japan. And Cohen's got the deep pockets. Yamamoto will be a Met in 2024. Let's just hope he is as good as the sensational Kore Senga. Dexter's has been great. Let everybody know where they can find you and your stuff. Yeah, you can catch me on the SNY or New York Post Sports YouTube channels on the weekends. My video is always up there. Follow me at DHenryTV on all social media platforms. Uh, check me out there. It's good. I got to get Nick on to talk some Mets. Uh, with me soon. We're going to make that happen. We're, we're going to have to talk some of what we talked about here in the final month about what the Mets need to do. So I'm going to have you on with me soon in a couple weeks, Nick. We'll get, we'll get that done. We'll get it. All right. Sounds good. And that's going to do it here for this episode of Believe in the Mets. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at B-L-E-A-V-I-N-T-H-E-M-E-T-S. Believe in the Mets. Thank you for all the support so far. And that is going to do it here for this episode for our special guest, Dexter Henry. I am Nick Durst, and until next time, everybody, let's go Mets. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.